Hello and welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast exploring irrelevant questions about entertainment, namely movies, TVs, and comics. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what should people do? People should like, people should subscribe, people should press all the positive buttons and not the negative buttons, and check out our Instagram highlights. That's at Just Us Losers Pod. Uh, we do some fun stuff there, little fan interaction bits, uh, little mm-hmm. polls and quizzes. and um... yep. We're going to do more of that. Uh, we've mm-hmm. been on a little bit of a downswing uh, Marketing team has been getting slammed at work, so like they yep, uh, at their real jobs, <laughs> their real jobs. Uh, but uh, and I, I'm I'm gonna take on a little bit more of doing uh, story stuff. Okay. Um, so, yep. we'll hopefully be getting more of that stuff. Yep, things will things will come together. Things will work nicely. Yep, it'll be good. It'll be a good time. Yes, it will. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt Preston, what you been up to? Uh, not a whole lot, you know. Kind of just a lot of a lot of chilling. Um, I'm playing some chess, you know. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good. Stuff. I gotta get excited. I'm uh um on Lee Chess, which is one of the leading chess. I feel websites. like you're leading up to a big thing that you did that you haven't told me about. It's it's not particularly exciting, but I've pushed my my <laughs> rapid rating on Lee Chess into the top uh 0.4% of all players on the site. Oh, damn. Which is pretty that's... pretty impressive for me. Yeah. And that's like one of the leading chess Yeah. Of... Oh, cool. Yeah. Where did you go? So I'm pretty happy. I know a famous that. person. It's not you. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not. But yeah, that's been going well. And I'm nice. I'm getting I'm getting really excited uh for the the candidates tournament to resume um coming up on starting on Monday. Mm-hmm. So this is the tournament that decides who gets to play the world champion uh for the world championship title in November. Oh. So it's an eight-player double round robin, and they played the first half, the first seven rounds, last March. Then, then and then COVID. everything <laughs> shut down, and they kept trying to get it started again, and they're finally resuming this week. Wow, that's going to be really weird, because a lot of people who are, like, that's a year of practice yeah. between rounds. And it's, uh, like... Are the people that were leading to begin with, like, are they going to lose their momentum and fall yeah. back to the pack? Are the people that were stuck behind, like, going to shake off their nerves? Or is it just going to be kind of sustained same run? Who knows? Yeah, it's going to be chaos. Yeah, it was. Pr- things were pretty close. Um, Why when not we left just, off. like, start over? Uh, I mean, it's kind of the choice. You either start over or you keep the results that are there. Um, it's going to be unfair to one group either way. Mm. Um might as well just keep the games we've already played and counted because they were played at the time under the assumption that they would count. Right. Um, Just simplifies things. And then, I mean, it's just fewer rounds to administer than anyway. Did they affect ratings at all for the first round or just like, yeah. When do, when do ratings get like counted? Is it after every game? It's after the tournament. Okay. So they could just, they could theoretically just like pretend that didn't happen at all Mm -hmm. and then just do it again. They could. Yeah me thinks that there's some people putting money in certain people's hands to make sure that this continues because they think they have advantage. I I'm a cynic. It. What can I say? I doubt it. I'd be really <laughs> surprised. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. There's going to be a lot of live broadcasts and good coverages of that. Are you so. going to be in it? No, <laughs> <laughs> but it, I'm excited. It's a, uh, it's cool. Yeah, it's good cool. stuff. Anything uh, else? I watched a couple movies. Okay. Uh, I watched Kong Skull Island. Oh, and is it is it as like that's ah, pretty good as i thought it, as I think yeah it will it's, be? it's pretty fun it's like right. a, it's like a six six and a half for me out of ten yeah. um okay. it's okay. a it's very much just big dumb blockbuster style yeah. action movie you know there's um just a lot of gratuitous slow motion helicopter porn in the first no, 30 minutes or so which is <laughs> it's really satisfying and it's really well done yeah um there's like 
six or seven hundred needle drop moments where they're just like, okay, we're going to play where they, they, you know, they put on music, not in the scene necessarily, but oh. like a song starts playing and the I see kind of picks up intensity yeah. a little bit. Call it a needle drop because like you drop the needle yeah. on the record. All right. I, I it. So many of those. Okay. Uh, it's like the Dutch tilts in Thor. Oh my say. god! <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that last night. I'll but, get back uh, to it. I'll, yeah, I'll mention we'll, that. We'll, we'll get back into it. But um, there's a lot of those. They don't all work. Um, but yeah, it's just it's kind of a big fun ensemble movie. You got Samuel L. Jackson as kind of the too intense war guy. You got yeah. uh, Brie Larson as the cynical war photographer. She yeah. She's pretty good in it. Okay. Um, like she she kind of plays the. I guess it's now becoming her thing where she's kind of the uh, cocky, swaggering type. But she plays it pretty well and it works well with the character. Okay. Um, she's likable. She's kind of the uh, the heart and soul of the movie in, in some sense, but it is very much just ensemble driven. Right. Isn't Jack Black in that movie? No, he's in the, the uh, Peter Jackson one from 2005 or so. I could have sworn he was in this movie. No, he's in the Peter Jackson one. I didn't know Peter Jackson had one. <laughs> yeah, Peter. There's so there's is... King Kong in like 2005. That was Peter Jackson. It was kind of his passion project. It's got uh, Jack Black and I don't know. He's the only name I, I remember off the top that, of my head. I do know that Loki's in it. Tom Hiddleston. Tom he Hiddleston is in it. Is yeah, it. he's uh, he's kind of a uh, sort of the Indiana Jones type almost. Yeah. Um, he's like the the rugged adventurer guy, and they need a, a guide to lead them across the island. John C. Riley. That's who John I was C. thinking Riley. of. John C. Riley. Also, John Goodman. John Goodman, yes. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Um, but a... I was trying to think of it. It was a comedy person that was in it. And it's okay. like, they're kind of the people, like, he was, like, kind of funny. Because he had, like, the funny scene in the trailer. It was just, like, mm-hmm. I don't remember anything that he's. All I remember is I thought the joke was actually kind of funny, which is rare for me in a in a trailer to actually think a joke is funny. Yeah. No, he's he's good comedic relief, uh, John C. Reilly is. Yeah, it's, it's pretty solid. There are definitely some creative decisions that I think are kind of stupid. Hmm. Um, the opening scene shows is really fun. It's a, a American pilot and Japanese pilot in World War II, and they crash land on Skull Island together, mm-hmm. and they both get out of their planes. Um, the American pilot's like trying to shoot at the Japanese guy, and the Japanese guy's coming at him with a sword. <laughs> it's it's goofy. It's fun, and then their fight is interrupted when Kong shows up, and they show Kong. Oh, in that like b- yeah and like that pre-credits moment and wow. i think that was just that's too early yeah. because when he actually shows up on the island is awesome okay like goosebump raising awesome the All first right. time he shows up when you actually see him in the main movie yeah but it kind of hurts the effect to have it early that's a bummer but I mean, no it's still it's still it's solid um yeah. i think it does a really good job of making the humans feel small okay which is important important for this yeah in these kind of monster movies and it it does that not by making the monsters really big and by making their clashes so epic that the humans are non-players it's by meaning the monsters attention attend to the humans they they focus Mm -hmm. in on the humans and the humans don't have anything they can do it's really hard for them to fight back gotcha um there's some pretty good kind of horror moments. Um, it there's like do the does do the like the the tones clash at all? Like the horror and the comedy, like do they a little bit? Mm-hmm. Um, not as much as in certain other movies. We'll get to in a okay. little bit. Um, it 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 generally works. Um, it's just not spectacular. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'd recommend if you're looking for kind of a fun movie. Um, it 
is a fairly brutal PG-13, I'll say. Okay. Um, one point during the uh, the helicopter porn scene, uh, a guy is thrown and hits like the windshield of a helicopter and then is pulled up into the turbines and blood splatter goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's great, but it's like, how could they get away with that in a PG-13 movie? Yeah. All so, right. But yeah, no, it's fun. Recommend. Do not recommend Godzilla King of Monsters. Oh, dude, it's not a great movie. No. I've seen that one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the things that I was going to actually mention um, that I was kind of mulling on for when we go and watch uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kong, Skull, Kong versus Skull Island. <laughs> <laughs> Kong versus Godzilla. Is it Godzilla versus Kong? Godzilla versus Kong Rise of the Silver Surfer. The Electric Boogaloo. Um, Donna Justice. Um <laughs> One of the things, one of the problems I had with that movie, I'll let you do your spiel after I say my spiel, uh, is that it just, what I hate about big monster movies, when big monsters movies do this, is like, when a an entire building is being destroyed and one of the main characters is in that, mm-hmm. then they happen to survive, like, they, like, they get away, like, they, it's... It's like the gag in things where, like, a wall falls on somebody, but they land in the window. Oh, yeah. But all the time. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, like, how I don't like how you survive so much all the time. That's one thing I will say I really like about Kong Skull Island is there's a big ensemble and you like all the characters and, and they're they all individual. Of them die. And a lot of them get picked off and all you're right. not necessarily expecting it at any given okay, moment. That's good. But, yeah, King of Monsters. Yeah, no, not great. Don't you love that love story? That's totally important to the... To there was the... a love story? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like... it's. I understand their attempt at trying to make it basically... Um, humans in the aftermath of Godzilla's whole mm-hmm. thing. From right. Godzilla... Whatever the... 2014. 2014. Yeah. And, like, I understand that because it's kind of the attempt at people doing... Um, ground level stories in superhero movies. Right. Best example of that is actually um, the Vulture in, yeah. in Spider-Man is the best yeah. example of a human surviving in a, uh, in a superhero world. Right. Ultimately becomes, you know, super right. villain. But it, that, that first scene where like he's five years, like right after the Avengers, mm-hmm. just these people doing what they can to yeah. pick up after the mess. They're just, yeah. Um, living in a post-event world it's... right exactly and those like those can be interesting and i think there's a lot of good stories that can be told but this was not it the... no <laughs> the human characters are not interesting yeah and not good and make very stupid decisions that don't gel either with the plot what what it seems like it's going with or yeah. just internally with what we know about the character and it's just like there's the moments where the human characters get a god complex they're like we can control the monsters and you're like oh yeah. i know where this movie's going and they're not going to be able to but then they do able to and it's like what you're making the monsters toys like yeah i don't like it's it's humans big humans holding the godzilla and a godiva not godiva yes godiva uh <laughs> it's not Ghidorah. Ghidorah. <laughs> Godiva though forever King Godiva, <laughs> uh, like holding Godzilla in a Ghidorah thing and just going me like a kid, literally yeah. slamming the action figures together. Yeah. That's what I felt like that movie was. Yeah, <laughs> it simultaneously gives the humans outside outsized importance, but then like on the ground level, 
I never got the sense that the humans are are in danger. Small, they're in danger. It's right. it's again, it's the Buster Keaton wall falling. Buster thing. Keaton, that's it. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, the, that's joke. the original yep. one. Which fun fact that set in like the original one where the wall falls down around Buster Keaton, that's like a two thousand pound wall, and they oh. had to they had to calculate exactly <laughs> where he had to stand so he didn't get flattened. That could have ended poorly. <laughs> they were good at math back then. <laughs> back then, <laughs> now not so much. Yeah. Um. No, it's it's not great. It says a lot that the character moment that I most cared about was between two of the monsters. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, it's just... And there was speculation about how the monsters worked by the humans that mm-hmm. it panned out to be true. Right. Like, they're like, hey, let's nuke Godzilla. That should work. And then so they do it, and it worked exactly how they hoped it would. And I'm just like, yeah. your reasoning behind that is so flimsy. <laughs> what was the reasoning like what was i mean the... they eat radiation that was like the whole thing with godzilla yeah, 2014 but then, like nuking him yeah feed him a whole bunch of radiation yeah but it's also an explosion true that's the thing about like yes there's a lot of radiation with like the nagasaki and hiroshima bombs but also they were literal explosions yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just i i don't know yeah I maintain that this is one of those movies that I personally... I know you didn't like it because I know you hate both Debussy and also using classical music and where it's not necessary. At some point, I need trailer, to do a whole rant. I felt I liked that trailer a lot. <laughs> That's the... That was, that was the trailer for me that every single time I watched it, I would vacillate wildly from, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I'm <laughs> so hyped to, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I'm so hyped to rag on it. Like it, well, because it did what it wanted to do effectively, but yeah. it also but what it wanted to do was something that you hated. So it was like one of those, like, yep, I don't want this character to do this thing in this movie, but they do that thing, and you're like, I hated that, but it was done so well that you're like, mm! yep, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not great. Don't recommend. Um, I mean, if you just put if it you... on in the background for the lights and the colors, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, there's like an element of the story. I, someone needs to do a spark notes of it for godzilla versus kong because i feel like it's important i'm sure maybe we do something like that maybe we do like a a little thing where we Mm -hmm. break down that'd be good that'd be be a fun little project where we take all these like franchises and we find the ones that have really bad movies and do like a little synopsis of it it's like hey you want to watch through all of the mcu uh, here's what happens in the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> not really Skip important. That one. It's bad. Uh, here's what happens in Thor: Dark World. Not really important. Yep. Pretty much everything else you should watch. <laughs> yep. But yeah, no, it's don't recommend. I agree. I, I, yeah. What do I have it rated? It's got to be like a four or a five for me. Yeah, it's it's that's it's a that, solid four for that's me. That's in that threshold of if you want to watch the full franchise all the way through, mm-hmm. I will watch it again. Mm-hmm. I will never go out to watch it yeah in general yeah um for me it's probably a four just more negatives than positives on the whole there were things i liked about it um but just most of it didn't do anything for me right yeah anything else uh i really think that's it that's that's all i got what about you what you been up to oh i've been up to so many things good Uh, to make up for last week where i was super stressed and busy and doing things all the time okay i've noticed this just general little insight into my life uh, whatever the hell has been happening with my life the past three months, my body is not okay with because basically it's alternated week on week on week off of like 
hyper stress and nothing. Hyper stress and nothing. Because basically mm. it's been, uh, I was studying for my FE exam, right. which is an engineering exam that I have to take to go anywhere. Uh, so I was studying for that. So it was hype because I didn't realize it until a week before. So I was hyper stressed that week, took mm-hmm. the exam. I was done. And then it was a week off. And then the next week was another giant stress thing. Mm-hmm. And then I did that. And then I took a week off. And then another, and it was just like on and off. Yeah. And so last week was hyper stressful because I was doing a thing with work that right. I worked 12 hours for two days, which was, I know some people, your fiance specifically in tax yep. season work way more than that, but it's out of the ordinary for me. So like I wasn't ready for it right. anyway, but this week was relatively relaxed. So I did a ton of stuff. Good. Um, Tell me some stuff. What did you do? Where do I start? Uh, so Kaylin and I have started a full MCU watch through. Yeah. Um, having watched, uh, we, we have watched up through a half of the most recent episode of, <laughs> which is why I didn't get your text until a little bit late. Cause we were watching. Uh, uh, so I'm halfway through the most recent episode of winter soldier. Falcon, Falcon okay. winter soldier. Still, have, I still have not seen episode five yet, okay. but, um, Having seen that, it got me really hyped for a lot of the other, like, all the Russo movies. Yeah. And so uh, we decided that, because she hasn't seen every movie. I, th- I think she's seen every movie, but she hasn't, like, seen them all the way through. Mm-hmm. I've done a watch through before. Yeah. Um, but not since the Infinity Saga ended. So right. we were like, we can do this. Let's do this whole thing. So I kind of designed how to watch them all through. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of just watching them purely in uh release order Mm -hmm. i'm kind of grouping them into batches where they directly affect each other or don't okay um so basically phase one it's just phase one straight through without hulk because hulk big great big green angry man all we need to know but abomination might come back in the she hulk show uh that's unimportant for the mcu watch through true (laughs) (laughs) uh then the phase two is i ignore guardians for a little bit, and I ignore Ant. Like I, I, I have a Good. group. Everyone should ignore Guardians. <laughs> I have a group of unrelated to the Infinity Saga yet okay. movies, which is basically Guardians, Guardians Two, Ant Man, and uh, Dark World. I think Dark World. No, I think I have Dark. Yes, maybe Dark World. I can't remember. I have it written down at uh, mm-hmm. at her house. But we've been watching through. We just finished Phase One. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot how fantastic really all of phase one is like Thor is fine Thor notwithstanding, but <laughs> Iron Man is fantastic. Captain yep. America is fantastic. The first half of Iron Man two is great. The second <laughs> half, eh. there's the scene. I was telling you about yeah. this. I've heard you talk about that and I've kind of agreed, but I've never watched it critically. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene where Ivan, Yvonne, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name anymore. Evan, Evan, Evan and hammer meet mm-hmm. in the hangar is like the switch for me. Okay. I noticed it from that point on that I was like, this is no longer a good movie. <laughs> but like prior to that, there's like good themes and stuff going on. Yeah, it's it's posing the hero a lot of interesting questions and yep. then and then they get answered by them literally all up in a nice little bow. Like, hey, your dad invented an element with waffle stands or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember that movie. <laughs> um, but the first half is really good. Catherine is really good, and Avengers is so good. Yeah. I just, I, I know it's, I, I didn't think it wasn't good before. Right. I knew it was good, but it's just, every time you watch it, you're like, it, it, it's similar to, uh, way back several like months ago, I started an Assassin's Creed playthrough mm-hmm. and Brotherhood, which is the third game to be released is my favorite game of the franchise, mm-hmm. but I haven't done, I hadn't done a full proper playthrough of the entire game. 
in easily five years. So yeah. it had been a long time since I've genuinely enjoyed the game all the way through. And I was like, I forgot how fantastic this game is. It's always mm-hmm. been sitting in my mind of like, this is my favorite game, but never really reinforced recently. And it's like the same thing with Avengers. Yeah. Like I've known it's been really good, but then watching and also being able to watch it critically this time around. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I can't even say why I was literally just sitting there enjoying the movie. I wasn't even picking out like, I was mm-hmm. just like, this is just such a great movie. Yeah. Um, so we're about to continue that. Um, but mm-hmm. that's where we are. We just finished Avengers. Uh, we started watching Sherlock. Oh, the BBC show. Cause yeah. we wanted to, one other thing we could watch that uh, we've been watching New Girl when it's oh, we got 30 minutes before bed. We'll watch an episode of New Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of shut our brain off. Sure. Um, but uh, we wanted this. We decided this before starting the MCU watch through. So mm-hmm. now we've kind of got conflicting ideas of what to do. Uh, not us conflicting, but like right. we're like, we want to watch a thing. We can either watch Sherlock or the MCU. <laughs> right. Um, I really like it. It's, How far in are you? Uh, I've seen two episodes. Okay. So we're not that far in, but also yeah. it's not really a developmental show, I can no, tell. It just gets substantially worse after about season two or so. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, I, I genuinely enjoy it. It's uh, it's mm-hmm. um, it's how I envisioned a Sherlock Holmes thing to be. It, mm-hmm. it, taking an hour and a half gives it time to set up the mystery and solve it. Like, it's a good... It's like a, it's a movie, but it's not a movie, and it's right. like it, it does its it, um, it does a good job. At least the first few episodes does a really good job of early on setting up things that play into like you see yeah. the person who did it basically, like they they subtly hint at it, and the whole point of like the first episode is like you just yeah. kind of miss the obvious, but it was there right from the beginning, um. I noticed they really like fade to black and fade <laughs> fade back fade back in. Uh, some really interesting cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like people walking. It was like a half screen, uh, and the other the second half was well, like the right half was black, mm-hmm. but then like the right half opened like a door for the next scene, mm-hmm. uh, which was really. It was just like tiny things like that. Yeah. It was like really it's it's artsy, and they they do their do their due diligence of like kind of putting some fun little things in there. Yep. Also. Minimatch Cumberdick and Martin Freeman are just Absolutely. so good together. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, they're so much fun. Yeah. Um, what else have I done? I finished Man in the High Castle, finally. Yeah. Uh, through my list of shows that I've needed to finish. Yep. Um So you hadn't finished it yet. You're I'm through the end of season three. You're through the end of season three, which is yet. where I was. Uh and Carter, our friends Carter and AK have been and our friends Brendan and Emily have been harassing me to finish it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I finally finished it. And I looked at the ratings. Sometimes I'll look at the ratings of a show, like of episodes coming up to kind of mm-hmm. like set my expectations of like, is this going to be generally good or bad? Mm-hmm. Uh, ratings go up, up to like, they peak at like nine, one for the penultimate episode. And then it's like a five, six Yikes. for the last episode. And I totally get it. It's, yeah. All of the character arcs that have been setting up from the beginning, like just characters' loyalties and their like relationships all have these like interesting dynamics. Like I've always really liked the John Smith family. Right. What's happening with that? And like they're and and then Inspector Keto has been like a, a oh. fantastic character, Chief so Inspector cool. Keto. Mm-hmm. Um and then they I can tell, I didn't tell you that because we talked about this a little bit before. Right. Um, 
but I didn't mention this. I can tell that they needed a season, but or a season between three and four, because I know that they were told they were canceled before writing season four, uh-huh. and so they did a time jump, a year time jump. Okay, that just misses so many interesting things. Yeah, there's two specific characters that I can very clearly identify that they had a whole season of a story that they wanted to explore. At the end of season three, a person goes to a place that is new to the season. Mm-hmm. Or new to the show. Mm-hmm. And they could have done so much interesting stuff with that. Like just the character explore experiencing this new place yep. in a way that could have like really helped the audience learn about this new place. But at the beginning of season four, they're back home. Boy, I sure had this great adventure over in this exactly. other place. Yeah. And it's like, and like <laughs> there's, do you see their ramifications? Like, cause the story afterwards is also interesting. It's kind mm-hmm. of this, like they're, um, like how they're coming to terms with this whole thing, which is an interesting uh story for three episodes. Uh, and then they move on. <laughs> Yikes! Another character. Uh, this is a little spoilery. Basically, goes from beginning of episode Star Wars episode four Han Solo to end of episode six Han Solo, going from like the rough mm-hmm. smuggler who doesn't care, or, like he's going to take advantage of both sides, blah, 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 right. to one of the leading generals of the rebellion in the time jump. And is oh. explained away by literally him saying like, ah, oh, when you went away, I just, I put my head into the work or whatever. And now I'm this guy. And it's just like, sure. What? <laughs> Where's the character <laughs> development? <laughs> In season 3.5. <laughs> exactly. I could tell it was very obvious yeah. that they were just missing a season. Yep. Um, which is also a problem because for a lot of other characters, they weren't missing a season. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what they would have done with these other characters because everyone else is, it's kind of natural-ish. Right. Um, but I don't know. I just, that was my biggest problem right off the bat. I was just like, I feel like I just missed a season. Mm-hmm. Um, but... All, but back to my original thing of all of the characters, their character arcs have phenomenal climaxes. Like there's a scene with Chief Inspector Keto that I was literally, my heart was pounding. Mm-hmm. And I actually stood up and shouted at certain things, not good or bad. I'm not going to tell you. Like, okay. I don't know where that's going to go. Mm-hmm. But like, Ginny, I was so invested in the character arc and like the climax was like so well done. Mm-hmm. Um whether or not you agree with it, it was so well that I literally shouted. Uh, and then same with like other characters. Like I was literally cheering at things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last season or like the last couple episodes, it just takes a left turn. I'm like, Oh, okay. It's still really interesting. And then the last second, to last episode is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. The last episode, it just, everything fizzles. Like they didn't know how to finish it out. Yeah. And one character decides to go a direction that no one really expected or no, that the trajectory they were on through season three, it didn't end the same way. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It's really hard to describe without spoiling things. (laughs) Right. Um, And it's just, God, it's, they, they game of Thrones season eight it the season eighted it, or it's just like, None of that made sense. I hated yeah. that. And then the last shot, like the way they resolve it, vague spoilers, not really, because they leave the the very end is intended to be ambiguous. It is ambiguous. Okay. But for a show that for four seasons 
answered all your questions very definitively, mm-hmm. it doesn't fit. It feels wrong. It like yeah. Because the show answers your questions. You're like, oh, here's this thing. Where does this come from? And they're like, from here. Mm-hmm. This is in fact what is happening. And at the very end, it's just like, ah. Ah, is the sound that I can give that's just like how the season ends. <laughs> Very descriptive. Yes, I understand. It's it's just it, it it's vague. It doesn't make sense. I don't know what they right. where they would go from it, the any conceivable way I can imagine where they would go from there has nothing to do with what the show has been doing. Right. I just it it I was genuinely disappointed. I was shouting one hour and then the next hour I was like, "What the f- was this yeah <laughs> all right sounds fun that's my rant for man in high castle all right i've got that to look forward to uh, <laughs> um, i mean the other stuff i've just started things and i haven't finished it so yeah. i can't really say a whole no bunch worries. um at some point we need to do an episode i was telling you this last night at some point we need to do an episode on it's how it's so hard to end a tv show right we've got a lot of, and like well i mean how like ending tv shows in general because yeah. there's great examples yep like breaking bad which i need to get to yep um but uh, and you you mentioned your other ones were Sopranos is controversial. Sopranos is controversial. I really like it. I'll say that just up front. Put that out into the internet. Um, but I know a lot of people don't. Yeah. And then all the shows that ended very poorly. Cough, Fun. cough, Game of Thrones. Cough, cough, Game of Thrones. Cough, cough, Man in the High Castle. God, it's such a bummer. Because, yeah. like, Game of Thrones, we at least got six weeks to realize that it was going poorly. Yep. Because <laughs> it was like from the second episode, we're like, this is bad. Oh no. Yeah. And then like by the, by the battle of Winterfell, we were all just like, this is horrible. This is going to, I can't see that they're going to end this well. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but man in the high castle, it had such good promise up until the very end. Yeah. Um, only other thing I, I did, uh, one of my favorite albums, uh, and Kalen has informed me that it's considered in culture, a no skip album, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, a Head Full of Dreams by Coldplay okay. is is my good mood listen to music. Okay. I, I don't, I it's the, the album color or album cover is very, very colorful. I'll uh, pull it up real quick for you to see. And then mm-hmm. Gage for on the video, if you'll throw that up just so people can, I can see. I can yeah, look it up right here. A, a Head Full of Dreams by Coldplay. Head Full of Dreams. It's just, it's very colorful like rainbows and stuff mm-hmm. like kaleidoscopy one of the songs is literally called kaleidoscope and it's just all of the songs feel like that colorful like it's just the, I, I don't know if it's the way that they have like their instrumentation or just the chords or whatever like but whatever they did with it it feels fractal like colorful fractals just all the time and it's just it's, oh my yes that is very colorful it's so enjoyable all the way through and mm-hmm. i just wanted to talk about it it's, it's okay whoops uh i recommend it to people who like it's i don't know if you don't hate popular like just general pop music um, i hate pop music i think it's stupid and wrong yeah, i think you would enjoy at least some of them i i, I think you should like give a give it a listen through I'd probably recognize some of the songs. You probably least, would. At least um, to know a couple of Coldplay songs. Because I, I, I have grown to acknowledge that you don't generally like pop music, but like there are songs that you find interesting and do enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I oh, think yeah. that, I think there's... Hymn for the Weekend I've enjoyed before. Yep. Um, 
I'm sure I'd recognize a couple more of these. Yeah. But, yeah. but no, they're generally like, they're all so good. And it's just, it's so much fun to listen to. And it's one of the songs or one of the albums that like, if I'm in a great mood, mm-hmm. I'll just like throw on my, my good headphones and just lay in bed and just listen to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made a tweet about it. Uh, how I was, oh, it actually wasn't this. It was, I was listening to, uh, welcome to the black parade, which is a very angsty song, but I wasn't listening to it to be angsty. I was listening to it because Gerard way is a very good musician. <laughs> all right. Um, but uh, it was on shuffle, and I didn't realize it. And it's very important that that's that the beginning of the album's not on shuffle because the two song, the first two songs blend together seamlessly. Uh, so like it was like yeah, and then a different song. Oh dear! <laughs> I was like ah, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's what I've been up to. A whole bunch of stuff. Cool. Um, wholeheartedly recommend everyone uh, watch Man in the High Castle just because it ends like it's if you've got the time to get in in. Like, engaged in the relationships with the characters and their character arcs and like acknowledging their character arcs. Uh, one big problem is that one tends to one of the, when one of the character arcs tend to get really exciting, like the main character's character arc gets really exciting and really interesting. And then they change and then they don't, the next episode, they just don't even go to hers. And I'm just like, I want to, mm. I want to know more about her. Yeah. Go back. <laughs> um yeah that was my problem with it at least up through the end of season three is there's just too many things going on yeah. for it to really settle in and so it it loses weight narratively and thematically yeah it, do, it does do that it um with the last season it it brings them all together really poorly mm. um you're just like i i guess sure yeah and like it kind of like takes advantage of certain things that have happened in past episodes and past seasons to help bridge the gap between character arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still feels flimsy in some ways. And then the ending of one character's arc is just not, it's the only way they could have done it, but it's not good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, you'll know what I mean when you see it. Okay. Like you'll get to the end of a character arc and go like, I mean, I guess <laughs> will Fair basically enough. be a reaction. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah. that's what I'm up to. Let's talk about news. Let's do some news. Let's news some dues. What's happened? What's been going on this? this... Let's get hyped. We got a Fast and Furious 9 trailer. Ah, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. It is not good. And it's four minutes of not good. Boy, is that self-indulgent. Oh, and it's, th- I see everything like the train, the three, the, the three car, mm-hmm. I don't know, tank thing. Mm-hmm. We see that go through all of its levels of destroyed. Yeah. We see it go up. We see it explode. We see it crash and we see it go to the final, like basically where Dom is jumping off and it's completely destroyed. So I know where that ends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It, bigger isn't always better. That's that's my spiel for yep. everything. That's my that was my problem with uh Star Wars episodes 7 and 9 is that bigger doesn't have better doesn't have to be bigger. Right. You don't have to is this is a this is a destructive technology that shouldn't even exist for another couple decades. It's like that's great. Who cares? Stupid. And it's also what a, a D20? Does that look <laughs> it looked like a D20. It did. Yeah. That's not impressive. <laughs> and it's it's like why why are things always dodecahedrons? Uh, Why does it feel like there's so many just like 
the MacGuffins mm-hmm. in movies are dodecahedrons. Because it's a satisfying shape. I guess. It's regular. It's it's the biggest one that I think like, it's I think it's the biggest one that can be all the same shape and balanced. Yeah, I think so. Dodecahedron, because then icosadodecahedron, you have like a mix of certain pentagons shapes, yeah. and triangles. I yeah. Think. So I think maybe that's like that. Maybe that plays into why yeah. it's satisfying. It's just because it can be a thing. Yeah. That, yeah, There's I don't some know. Nice mathematical There's just so many dodecahedrons in movies, so they've got one. Yeah, of course they do. Uh, we saw the scene of them jumping off of cliff with the thing again, and they also showed us how it resolved. Thank you. I'm glad I didn't have to go watch the movie to see how that resolves. Yeah, it's great. We don't have to see anything now. Yeah, I know. It's like Spider Man. Yeah, we got to see the space car. Yeah, don't space have to worry car about in that. space. Yeah. Uh, Somehow we saw John Cena. I don't know how. Because you can't see Shut him. Up. Get it? I hate like the that thing. joke so much. It's a stupid joke, but I love it. It's just, it's. You're right. It's so self indulgent. Yeah. It no. It was. It, it, like, there's a literal scene in the trailer where one of the characters is like listing all the highlights of the previous movies. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we got up against cars. We got up against trucks. We got up against tanks. I'm not even gonna mention the submarine. And boo! And it's you like, just ah. the submarine. And so this one is your brother which is even bigger than a tank whoa i just it's ugh. i haven't seen i've seen the first fast and the furious and hobbs and shaw and hobbs and shaw which to be fair hobbs and shaw also note like was intended to not be serious it didn't take itself seriously at all yeah which was fun i'm so sick of these movies and i haven't even seen them yeah we'll it's, have to at some point they're just all I don't know. Superhero movies, but with cars, but also way less good. It's like Zack Snyder with superhero (laughs) movies. Like they think that, I mean, and I guess the people that watch them just watch them for the zoom, zoom cars go fast and go boom. Yep. Which zoom, zoom cars go boom. The franchise. All right. Yeah. That's That's it forever now. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Zoom, zoom cars go boom. Uh, I don't know. It just, it feels simple to me. Like it, I, I think this is the franchise that I battle the most with being condescending with people who enjoy the, like mm-hmm. genuinely enjoy these movies. Not ironically. I think a lot of our friends on ironically enjoy these movies yeah. or even don't enjoy. I don't know. Let us know in the comments or wherever you can, uh, send us an email, justice at gmail.com. If you thoroughly enjoy these movies, unironically Mm -hmm. tell me why and tell me how they differ and satisfy in the same way to other casual movies like the mcu Mm -hmm. because the mcu has character arcs and like and storytelling and like ambiguity and and stakes and this self effective self-reference right and it's this stuff just it feels like just explosions and that's i'm insulted it. by its very existence yeah I, I i cannot understand why these are so popular yep but um, we haven't seen them so we don't know that's email true. us a, a five paragraph persuasive essay persuasive 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 essay persuasive essay okay <laughs> thank you uh so yeah that's a thing that's happening boy is it is it are they done is this like the last one no they're doing a two-part 10 and 11 that'll be the the finish Stop with the two-part last movies! 
<laughs> oh my god! Everyone. Yep. Everyone does it. Yep. Even the MCU. Yep. God. Thanks, Stop Harry it. Potter. Harry Potter ruined it for everyone. Thought, Harry Potter wasn't even the first one to do it, were they? I think they were. I mean, they were the first really high-profile one. I guess that's true. And then it was oh, like Hunger, Hunger Games and Games. Divergent and... Um, oh, Divergent did it? Yeah. I, I didn't know that franchise finished. <laughs> I saw the first one. I just never paid attention to the rest of them. Yep. Maze uh, Runner did not, though, and I respect Maze Runner for sticking to its principles. Is Maze Runner good? First one's pretty bad. The second one's even worse. I haven't seen the third one, but it's supposed to be okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I respect it for sticking to its principles. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was also a trilogy. Yeah. Trilogies tend to not do it. Like Divergent. Or oh, the Divergent Hunger Games. Trilogy? Oh, okay. No, Hunger Games wasn't a trilogy, wasn't it? I thought they had yeah. four. They had oh. three books and four movies. Oh, damn it. Okay. Yeah, yep. no, you're right. Well, nix that whole point. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think also they realized they couldn't squeeze. They didn't have enough following. Maze Runner didn't have enough following to squeeze out, too. Yeah. But Hunger Games, boy, did that get it. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame, too. Like, the first one's fine. The second one's really good. The third one is really? probably really good if you edit it into a two and a half hour movie is it just like does it like dwell too long it just drags okay yeah yeah is it like is, is it taking a lot more from the book basically or did they add stuff in because that's that's kind of how hobbit happened is they added right. stuff that wasn't in the book that just was unnecessary um as i remember and it's been probably a decade since i read the books so don't quote me too hard on this right but as i recall it follows the book fairly well um it just the movie just spends more time on it it's it'll spend 20 okay. seconds on a shot instead of 15 right and scenes are just blown up a little bit okay because i know that that's something that um it's kind of a a longer term conversation you and i have had mm-hmm. in like episodes and stuff like that is how uh how movies can be translated from books and how right. that works and how those work effectively and like there are some things that work in books that just don't work in movies yeah uh same thing with graphic novels to movies mm-hmm. uh i'm interested to see how a book translates to a graphic novel with dune yeah uh that's out isn't it i have no idea uh you know that's happening right i do know that's yeah. happening i do want to read that uh once i read dune read through dune again mm-hmm I want to read a uh, graphic novel because that's a really interesting case study. That's that's a new yeah. sample of translating one medium to another. Because yep. we get a lot of books to movies and graphic yep. novels to movies. Yep. Sometimes movies to graphic or to books. Yeah. Novelizations. Novelizations. Um, but this is, I think, one of the very first times, at least I've seen, mm-hmm. at the very least with a high profile the first time. Yeah. No, I know. I know it's happened. Um, I can't think of it. And a... it's an adaptation. It's not a... Uh, like a spinoff right because there's been spin- there's been oh, like sure. harry potter graphic novels sure. there's avatar yeah. uh has been like that's a cartoon to a graphic novel but yep no they they did the book or they did the actual show i think in graphic novel form probably i'll have to read that yeah anyway off the top of my head so back to the point at hand mm-hmm. uh fast and furious can just go bye-bye please stop yep good point <sighs> what else what else has happened Anything uh, else that happens? News? Uh, a couple things. Do you want to talk about the, the price oh, tag yeah. on the Lord while, of the Rings show? Oh, yeah. While we were going yeah. to the bathroom, we took a little break. Mm-hmm. Uh, season one of Amazon's new Lord of the Rings series has cost 336 million pounds to make. Which I saw a headline earlier this week. I think it works out to like $460 million. 
but double check me on that. How much what was the uh, uh, Game of Thrones budget for season eight? Uh, I think it was ten million an episode. Oh, sorry, I'm shocked. I like I I I know every time I've had my mind blown whenever we talk about like how much money is going into this Amazon show, but that mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah, literally, how much did you say? Like four hundred ballpark, four hundred million, four hundred, four hundred fifty, somewhere in that range. Let's say there's about ten episodes. Mm-hmm. That's forty million per episode. Yep. And Game of Thrones had ten million per episode. Yep, I think. Ballparking something about that, at least two to four times more per episode. Yeah, for Lord of the Rings, I'm so excited for this. Yeah, they better get it right. They better get it right. That's that's. I mean, The Hobbit cost a massive amount of money, and look where that got us. That's true, but The Hobbit also didn't want to be made. True, basically, very true. To personify a uh, a movie, a property, which. It's very suffering has called it into existence. It's a, a vicious cycle. I think there's an interesting... I don't know. I feel like I, I, I'm, I'm kind of attached to that personifying a, a book mm-hmm. that like didn't want to be made into a movie. Yeah. Like, The Hobbit isn't... like it, it, I don't know. I, I, just, I just like the way that that sounds like it didn't want to be made. Yeah. You know, it, Hobbit probably would be a really good, like not exactly a kids tv show but like a sort of kid-friendly tv show because it is very episodic it's like yeah oh they got caught by some trolls oh no how are they gonna get out of this one yeah oh they got caught by some giant spiders how are they gonna get out of this one you do a little half hour in and out adventure um kind of fun yeah you can do it that way yeah that'd probably be the the most suited way to do it yeah what else has happened? Any other news? Uh, on? Space Jam trailer. Space Jam that came trailer. out. I think just like just after we recorded last last time. Yes. Uh, if I don't see DC characters in this movie, I will lose my mind. Yep. Because they're putting everybody else in there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! You that made the space comment. Space is jammed full of characters. Yeah, isn't it? You made the comment that it was. Uh, warner warner's uh ready player one yep which yeah it is yeah um what's the what's the story again like he gets uh he gets sucked into a weird alternate reality and has to play basketball to save the world or something yeah which is fine i mean it's 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 a goofy movie it's a goofy movie (laughs) wrong property yep (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah, yeah, I, I I'm excited for this. I need to see the original one. With the original, Jordan. the original is a delight, yeah, and a joy and a treasure. But no, I I think that this is going to be one of those things that you get. I mean, it's just going to be chock full of Easter eggs. Who's directing it? Uh, Sp- give me the internet. F- faintest idea, actually. Space Jam Two. It's probably I I just it's come probably on, not internet. someone heard of necessarily. Feels like something where you just slap a, a person on there to to yell roll and cut and then yeah. do all the work in post because it's nothing but effects yeah that's true well i mean you kind of have to direct uh who's it kobe bryant no lebron lebron yeah you gotta direct him and like you got the voice actors doing things and he's all right lebron do some basketball things and we'll fill in the effects around you <laughs> yeah pretty much that's what the entire movie's gonna be yeah which i'm fine with yeah no it, Not uh, a whole lot in this movie needs to I I would be shocked if it's anywhere near as good as the original, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's entirely watchable. Yeah, 
Yeah, so that happened. Um, do we have anything else? I mean, things are opening back up, so we're going to start getting right. more. Uh, Black Widow got pushed back. Yeah, I think we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Um, have we talked about the Loki trailer? No, the full one. Yeah, I don't think we have. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's uh, let's let's have a little Loki conversation here. <laughs> so, what happens in that trailer? I got to remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. Let's see. Well, he goes to the Time Variance Authority, uh, and Owen Wilson's like, "Hey, you messed up the timeline. You're gonna help me fix it." Oh yeah. And then it's like some shaky alliances, and yeah, um, Loki's being all sneaky all the time. This looks like so much fun. I'm, I know. Like, he has been a very, very good villainish character, mm-hmm. like, anti-heroes through the entire series. Yeah. Even, like, even in Avengers, when he's the bad, he's the bad guy. Right. He realizes halfway through that he's, he's screwed up, and yep. he can't turn back, and he's like, oh, I may have made a mistake by siding with this dude. Yeah. Oh, God. And then, <laughs> um... Like and and he's still and this is a this is a post Avengers Loki. This is right. a post Ragnarok Loki where he's definitely like a better guy now. Right. Um. So it's definitely going to be. I'm curious to see how they, uh, how they play with that. Where yeah. like maybe he meets a post Infinity War Thor mm-hmm. for like a a, a minute mm-hmm. and then Thor's like, but what about all this? And he's like. I never did that. <laughs> He's like a little bit more of a bad guy than. Yeah. You kind of reset his redemption arc a little bit and then try to play it out a little differently. Yeah. See what he does. It's what yeah. if? <laughs> oh, how about that? Oh, it's what if. Yeah. No, I, uh, well, I, I remarked to one of our friends last night, we were talking about these uh, Marvel shows and I said, when the original, like three trailers dropped for WandaVision and Loki and Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I was most excited for Loki at right. that point. And I thoroughly enjoyed WandaVision. I am thoroughly enjoying Falcon oh, and Winter Soldier even more so, I think. Winter Soldier is so... Like, Falcon and Winter Soldier is so good. Yeah. One of our friends asked us... Uh, like, or not really asked. Uh, she was saying that uh, kind of Zemo's like getting a little bit of like an ambiguous, like not really hero villain. And I'm just like, I can't even answer that because my answer is equally as ambiguous as you've heard. It's got some <laughs> sick dance moves. It's got some sick dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> i'm dancing for audio listeners you know yep i'm doing a little visual humor doing a little a little bob, bob, yeah i'm bob. doing that thing yeah yeah yep. you know get the shoulders going get the shoulders no don't describe what i'm doing just let them envision my dance my sick dance <laughs> anyway i got nothing else to talk about all right uh i can throw some godzilla versus kong numbers at you oh, i've let's got talk some, about some numbers for godzilla versus kong because it's out and it's actually making money man you are riffing until you can get that up it's absolutely true because <laughs> it's on my phone my phone was in my pocket and my phone was locked on my own i had the espn app well, open so for some reason you're so bad at having a podcast oh absolutely why would anyone listen to us? Send us they five don't. paragraph essay. Tell us why. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, this is via box office mojo as of today, which is the 17th. Yeah. 17th. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the domestic box office, it has made just under $75 million. Okay. Uh, international. It has made uh, about $268 million. Uh, for that grand worldwide total of three hundred and forty-three and a half million dollars, give right. or take. I mean, it's making money. It's, I can't imagine it's, yeah. it. Yeah, costs more than that. <laughs> pushing, pushing towards profit territory. Yeah. Um, it's I think past tenant at this point, or is will past tenant in the next couple of days Naturally, for highest grossing pandemic movie. Yeah. Um, so my question has been: Is this sort of a dead cat bounce of people are? 
excited to go see a big spectacle movie in the theaters and so this one's going to outperform what we should expect i is this the baseline now i think that that's what i think it's a dead cat bounce i think it's literally just like like us Mm -hmm. if we had been watching movies if yeah uh dune and batman and black widow were all coming out within the next six months we wouldn't go see this but we're gonna go see it next week yeah next week two weeks from now two weeks from now yeah uh yes yeah uh so we're i mean it's i i don't think it's really i don't think the the profit is going to reflect its quality yeah and i think that hollywood's probably going to take the wrong lesson and say oh movies are back movies can still make money let's let's throw everything at theaters well i mean that's something with dune like it's Mm -hmm. still when is it set to come out uh like november November. give or take i think that's gonna be i think they're gonna I, i think with the with the rate of vaccinations and things opening up and things mm-hmm. being better and with this one making money uh i think uh the theater mm-hmm. side of dune is going to have a really good argument to release only because they're they're trying to get it released only in theaters right they yeah uh, they're trying to like, the, at least compromise that the non wb production company people and some of the creative minds behind it are really pushing for a, a theaters only release yeah but wb at this point is still wanting to do their hbo max simultaneous release and they honestly given godzilla versus kong's numbers despite a simultaneous streaming release they have a better argument than maybe they deserve yeah no i mean it's how do you feel? Well, let's talk about this a little bit. Okay. Uh, I don't think we've had a chance to actually sit down and talk about it. Uh, how do you feel about th- th- this idea of doing simultaneous releases and stuff? I think it was probably inevitable all along. Yeah, the... we've, we've we've had a vague discussion about like how yeah. theaters will never die, but... Yeah, they're going to get more selective. Um, I think we'll probably get to a point where they're just going to chop off the bottom half of the demand curve and jack up prices on tickets a fair amount. Mm. Because there's people like us that are still going to go see some of these bigger movies in theaters. Like, we're going to see Dune in the theater, and we're going to see Batman in the theater. Yeah. Or we're going to walk into the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, you could... Don't listen to this movie studios, but you could jack up ticket prices to, like, 25 bucks a ticket, and we're still seeing those in theaters. But that might be the only way they're going to maintain a profit margin at this point. Yeah, it's becoming paralleled with my whole spiel about mm-hmm. oversaturation of the market right of movies it's like people are gonna people go to see ten dollar tickets mm-hmm. every two weeks or you're you're getting to that point where in order for people to go see your movie yeah people are gonna people will do that every two weeks yeah um or you can jack up the prices, make and people aren't going to do that. That was my point. Sorry, right. people aren't going to do that. Right, right, right. Um, so you're still going to get people going two to three times a week. Marvel is kind of doing that thing where they're pushing people to go a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, spring break, beginning of summer, end of summer, Christmas. Those yep. are the four points that you go see movies. Um, and if you jack the price, people will still go on those special occasions. But you can still put your movies in front of people and still get viewership if you put it on the streaming services because more people are willing to pay the annual year for HBO Max to see all these movies. Right. But you will then, like you said, get selective. Chop off the bottom, get more selective, put the big ones out there. Yeah. Uh, Marvel stuff like that. Um, yeah. Which 
I'm fine with. I'm totally mm-hmm. fine with seeing, like, I would like to have just seen Godzilla vs. Kong at home on streaming services, but I really just want to go to a theater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, like, the smaller indie movies, the, the kinds of things that don't need the spectacular screen and sound necessarily, those are going to be just, uh, those are going to eventually just be streaming releases entirely, so how, pretty much. how do we keep those movies, how do we justify those indie movies? I mean they'll be enough of a, a moneymaker and a presence and it's it part of it just comes with the awards prestige. I yeah. mean Netflix has been talking about when the after the Oscar nominations were released a couple weeks ago which we got to watch some of those movies do a Minnesota yes. on that at some point but um when those dropped uh their viewership numbers on movies like uh Mank and Ma Rainey's Black Bottom that were nominated for several things shot up skyrocketed. Yeah. So there is still a prestige of having these kinds of movies and trying to compete and make high quality indie stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that streaming services at this point, at least can argue that's beneficial for their model. But how much would they be losing if they don't have the, if they're not in front of people Mm -hmm. when someone wants to go see a movie. So there are people who were just not interested in superhero movies. Right. So that's a lot of movies that just cut out, people's interests but they're like yep. they still want to go to the theaters twice two or three times a week or a month year got it that's Third the time, time period uh <laughs> well, then then they're stuck with the only ones that are in the theaters are so they lose that ability to go watch movies right in the theaters. so there's i think there there is an in-between type of movie um like not everything is ladybird not everything is uh endgame Right. Um, there's in-between movies, stuff like um, thinking Hidden Figures is a good example. Yeah. It's accessible. It's the sort of family movie that you all go see, um, but it's not necessarily a big spectacle, but it's the kind of thing where you can turn some money if you put it in theaters. Right. You'll get, it's a it's a good like family yeah. Saturday afternoon and kind I'd of movie. I'd argue Blade Runner 2049 is kind of in that middle ground. It's not like it, like upper end of it yeah but it's not like because it, it it had some star power it had some it but it was mostly a cult following yep because blade runner is not a fantastic movie but it's yeah got a cult following yeah um because it's not star wars right and marvel and right it's a uh, it's much more cerebral and right. ideas driven and i think dune is going to be a similar way where it's not really one of those giant movies it's got a ton of star power which is going to help yeah um and they're really playing up the sci-fi action elements right in the trailer but i don't think it's going to be really one of those things that everyone's going to go see i think a lot of people are just gonna like yeah. i didn't know dune was this popular of a thing mm-hmm. before seeing the trailer and going oh my god that looks so cool and then reading the book yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I worry that Dune's going to lose a whole bunch of money and then they're not going to actually finish it and make the one. second part. I don't think it's going to lose money. I think um, I think Warner really has faith in that movie because mm-hmm. they put a lot of people in it and they put a lot of like and like they put a lot of people in Blade Runner 2049 and they lost like $300 million on that. That wasn't movie. Warner, was it? That was Legendary. Is Legendary not a Warner subsidiary? I don't think so. Because Lord of the Rings is Legendary, but not warner right no it's new no, line new, new line. line is warner <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> let's see uh I, I gotta look this up now Please. look at us just throwing names in the and like this is us knowing <laughs> things kind of distributed by warner brothers okay yeah so it's not so, a, so it's not a warner movie but it's distributed god that shit okay. gets so messy 
That's really complicated. It's produced by Sony, but distributed by uh, Warner. I would, I'd say we should try to do an episode explaining it, but I'm never going to understand but, it. <laughs> but Dune is deve- is is pr- right. produced and directed and everything by Warner. Yep. Because it's uh, oh no, Denise Villeneuve isn't owned by Warner. What did I, what I pronounce his name weird. Denis also Villeneuve. yes, but <laughs> uh, but he's not owned by Warner. Like they just well, keep directors uh, on because Christopher Nolan is pretty much owned by Warner. Everything he does is with Warner now. Owned by in the sense, I mean, more he owns them in the sense that he can, he's gonna <laughs> right. he's like, hey, I'm gonna make a movie. You guys are gonna give me two hundred million dollars. And they're like, yes, sir. <laughs> right away, but, sir. That, but what I meant is that like he doesn't he, right. he works exclusively with them basically. Yeah. Um. But anyway, like they've got uh so much star power, and I think. That I keep throwing star power in star, star power. power. Uh, like it's there's so much going for it. Yeah. Um, and I think if they play their cards right, and they've which they, I think they have so far, they've yes. halted their uh, advertising. Yep. Um, but the moment they drop another trailer, you can be sure I'm going to be word of mouthing that shit. Like mm-hmm. I will put, I will tell everybody. Yep. Put it um, on the Twitter. Put it on the Twitter. Uh, I'm so ready for that, for the next trailer. And the yeah. next Batman trailer. Oh. Oh, dude. Comic-Con's going to be a good time. Uh, Maybe. Did I see that Comic-Con's not actually happening? I or no it's happening idea. way later? I don't know. Um, but. Something's happening with it. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's enough talk. Yep. Shall we? That was abrupt, but we shall. <laughs> <laughs> we got another episode to record. Thanks everyone for listening to us just ramble about the things that interest us. Uh, we got to hear Preston get really mad about Man in the High Castle. Uh, got to hear me get really mad about Godzilla King of Monsters. Um, it was a good time. Uh, check out next week. We're about to record it right this very instant, but uh, you won't get to hear it till next week. Um, time travel. Time travel. What was what time travel? Time travel happens in things. And... We're traveling into the future to record this episode for oh, you. That's true. We kind of are. Yeah. Like, this is... Well, we're kind. Yeah. 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 So time travel. Kind of meta there. We're, we're talking about time travel and how time travel works in movies and gimmicks yeah. and how are they different? All yeah. The different ways of doing. Talk it. about some of the mechanics talk and about stuff. Terminator. Talk about Avengers Endgame because there's time travel. Talk yeah. about all these things and interesting shit. It's gonna be good so, stuff. Really good. We're gonna try it uh yeah check us out uh you can find that podcast and this podcast and all of our other episodes except for some of the really terrible ones from the distant past on soundcloud and itunes and spotify and podbean and iHeartRadio. uh you can find us on social media uh we're on facebook i still have that word document open on my computer of the Zack snyder justice league review it's probably going to happen force yourself to do it i just i need yeah i need to i need to be thinking about it and sit down when I have the time to actually put another hour or two into it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll try to do it tomorrow. That'll be, that'll be the thing. It's like the cultural moment has so completely passed already on it, but eh, we, we have been asked explicitly if we've done a review. Okay. So we probably should do an actual episode review. I'm thinking a mini series. We do one on each part. Oh like, boy. We kind of, we kind of give it some room to really rant about it. Okay. Yeah, that'll help out with your Oof with writing. Um, yep. Uh, we're on Twitter at Justice Losers Pod. Uh, we're I don't know. Occasionally, stuff happens. I will occasionally post a thing. I posted a thought, a shower thought. There you go. It's good stuff. T h o t thought. Right. The nude. 
posted a nude of me. Good. That's the the quality content our our viewers and listeners come here for. Yep. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. I mentioned that up top. That's at Just Us Losers Pod. Uh, check out our highlights. Check out our stories. Check out our pictures. I guess I don't really know how Instagram works at this yeah, point. Okay. Uh, we've got a Gmail. Uh, I know Preston mentioned that at one point. Uh, that's Just Us Losers Pod at Gmail dot com, uh, where you can send us five paragraph essay on anything and everything we talked about yeah. uh, if you have opinions or if you have stuff you want us to talk about let us know we're uh, always fishing for topic ideas so we don't have to actually think of them ourselves yep so let us know your thoughts you got something hit us up yeah we'll do that yeah all right so uh, if i said everything that's it thanks for forgot to say youtube we have a youtube oh yeah the little short versions are on youtube thanks for youtube <laughs> thanks for youtube uh okay that's probably it thanks for listening bye bye bye